So the real question is, how can you make a difference and a pile of cash doing anything you want without needing a ton of free time, a lot of capital, or any experience? I've spent the last eight months learning from some of the brightest entrepreneurship, marketing, and business minds out there, and I'm here to show you everything I've learned from the brightest minds of today. Throughout this, I've learned the unknown, easiest tactic that almost all entrepreneurs use to take any company or idea from flopping to making fortunes without losing your life in the process. I'm Katherine Wolke, and this is Bright. So today, I'm talking to Jamie Atkinson, who's one of the most sought-after podcast strategists in the entrepreneurial game and founder of the Podcast Profit Lab, which teaches entrepreneurs how to plan and launch strategic and profitable podcasts to create mass movements and change. So what's up, y'all? Welcome back to today's episode of The Bright Podcast. And today I get to be here with the absolutely fantastic Jamie Atkinson. So how are you doing? Hey, Catherine. I am so happy to be here. And, you know, I don't know when this episode is going to go out, but like, Right now, we're in this crazy lockdown, right, for COVID-19, oh, yeah. and people are freaking out. But honestly, I'm just so excited because we get to hang out on a podcast, and we've got some cool stuff to talk about today, right? Oh, yeah. We got a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. So I think, first off, I know I know your story and kind of what you're about, but what's kind of your entrepreneurial, I guess, storybook? like? Yeah, like where I got started. Yeah, and kind of what you're doing now. Yeah. So, um, so my name's Jamie. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for about two, <laughs> two and a half years now. And, um, honestly, when I first got started in the whole online game, it was, it was really tough. Um, I actually left my job because my, um, sister ended up getting really, really ill. And my boss ended up saying like, Hey, like you can either, um, you can either stay and work in this position or you can go back to being a salesperson and basically threw me under the bus, which sucked. So I made a decision. I was like, all right, I'm going to go and travel and I'm going to go and figure all of this stuff out. And I started being, you know, a different kind of entrepreneur. And I went from being a freelance writer. I went and I um, actually had a <laughs> blog online. I went and I was uh, on Pinterest, you know, Pinterest, right? Yeah. I had a Pinterest agency for a while. I actually, fun story here. Um, I actually worked with a client who did Harry Potter fan fiction. So I was promoting <laughs> this website. So very, very random. So I did that for a while. And basically, long story short, for over a, a year and a half, I actually went through six or seven failed businesses, which really, really sucked. And then eventually, uh, around about this time last year, I went to Funnel Hacking Live. And at the time, Best. I was actually in Thailand with my girlfriend. And we'd just gone through Russell's One Funnel Away Challenge. And we were really broke. I mean, things were going really bad. I'd lost all of my clients within my agency and we were kind of a bit lost. And I said to Gina, I was like, well, what are we going to do? And, and we ended up getting this email from Russell and we put everything on credit cards. I spent all of our last money flying to Nashville, actually getting, you know, to the hotel, all of that stuff, getting the ticket for the event. Yeah. And when we got there, I was down to like my last 900 bucks or something crazy like that. And when we went to that event, I was so inspired and I just had absolutely no idea that this whole funnel thing even existed. And one of the biggest things that happened was that when I first got there, at the time I was running a, a Facebook ad agency selling um, ads to dentists. And like, I don't know if you know, but dentists don't really like marketers that much. Like, and I call <laughs> them on the phone, they were not enjoying that. So I used to cold call them, but when I got to Funnel Hacking Live, I didn't have any paying clients. So I was going around and everyone was like, well, who are you? What do you do? I'm like, J I'm Jamie, I run ads for dentists. And I was telling people that. 
but I wasn't really running ads for dentists. I was just trying to do that. And I was kind of like fronting it a little bit, right? <laughs> and then the very first day at Funnel Hacking Live, we heard this amazing speech by Nicholas Bailey, and he talked about your mess becomes your message. And he said that all of the crazy stuff, the hard stuff that you're going through in life, if you just tell people what you're going through and be vulnerable and share that vulnerability, people really resonate with it. They like it. So yeah. I went out and I, I straight away after I heard that talk, uh, I wasn't Jamie, the Facebook ad guy for dentists. I was like, <laughs> hi, I'm Jamie. I got no idea what I'm doing. I'm completely lost and I'm just here to try and figure it out. And that ended up um, at the end of that event, I started my very first podcast. And the whole idea was just that I wanted to publish because Russell Brunson had told me you oh, need yeah. to publish. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And I'm just going to talk about my journey. I'm going to document my journey as I go through. And that's where my whole kind of initial podcast started. And a couple months later, I ended up um, launching a podcast course, just sharing with people what I'd been able to go through. And, you know, 12 months later, it's a really awesome thriving business. Which is Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I know when I went through it. <laughs> yeah, which was super awesome, by the way, because you were the first like young person to come through our program. And like, Yay. this podcast is awesome. I don't know if you know, but I think you're a pretty good host. You're doing a good job. <laughs> well, if I ever get it up, hopefully it works. Um, I think I honestly, I really loved it. Because I feel like when you hear about all these people starting podcasts and companies and everything, it seems really big, but you help make it seem more like tangible and it's simplified. It's like, okay, do this, then go do this. And it makes it not seem like such a big project. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with anything, right. Is that if you look at the big picture, it can seem really scary. Like, and, and I bet there's a bunch of people listening to this who are like, mm -hmm. start a business. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Like what, what do I need to do? Like, do I need to speak to a lawyer? Do I need an accountant? Oh, like, yeah. Do I have to create Insane. a business? Like, you know, even just before you get started on the idea, there's so many things that, that can seem overwhelming. So if you can take it down to just those simple things, like I can do this first step and now the next step and then the next step like it makes it a whole bunch easier to be able to like swallow definitely i think that how you kind of broke it down and almost turned it i know when i was talking you made it seem a lot easier for me to understand like almost a kid version i feel like that even breaking it down makes it seem it just makes it so much easier it even makes it seem more like more of a tangible goal that you can reach and I think that a lot of people need that because it seems a lot harder than it is to do all this business stuff and podcasts. It's like you need to get a degree and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's not really that hard. Yeah, right. You just have to go out and you have to do it. And, you know, I, I actually think that's a really good hack is if you're listening to this and, and you're younger and you're like, oh, no, like I'm not, you know, going to be able to do all of these fancy things that people older than me are going to be able to do. Right. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the secret to having a great course is actually to teach at a third grade level. Um, you know, people don't people don't always analyze this, but most of the successful presidents that have ever been in the world. The ones that get elected, they're the ones that speak at like a third or a fourth grade level, whereas the ones that don't get in, they speak at like a ninth grade level. So yeah. the simpler you can make things, the easier it is to understand. And it almost makes people more invested because they, if I'm learning something and I don't get it at all, that I'm not, there's not a lot of positive like things associated with that because you want to understand and you want to be able to know what's going on. And even like you said, you just need to kind of take that in perfect action. And I know when I was starting out, I was trying to make like have all these posters and plan everything and timelines and that did not work out. And we kind of just, we kind of scrapped all the posters, but 
think just taking that leap is the key to everything. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that I ever learned, and I only learned this about a year ago. Um, and one of the biggest things was if you can just put yourself out there and be willing to try something, even if it doesn't work, like detaching yourself from the outcome, like even if it fails, I'm okay with it then you'll do a lot more stuff. And by doing a lot more stuff and trying more things, you eventually stumble on what works because you try it. So overcoming that, that kind of mindset of like failure is a bad thing. Like I embrace it now. Failure is such a good thing. If you can get good at failing, like you can conquer the world. Seriously, it's amazing. I think failure is something that people are so scared of. Like if you go out and try something and it fails, you just know how to improve it for next time. And even Russell, like he talked about, there was a couple versions of ClickFunnels before this that like didn't even see the light of day. And now ClickFunnels today is ginormous and you just have to keep going. I think a lot of people give up in that space. Um, a lot of people in the in-between of trying to fix their ideas after it's flopped, just kind of stop. And I think what really separates people that are good from people that are great is just making sure you make that final push. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me as well, Catherine, like, you know, I, I, ever since I was young, I always said I wanted to have my own business, but I never tried, you know, I was 14 and 15 and 16 saying like, Hey, I want to launch this business. But the reason I never tried was that I was scared that if I did something, it wasn't going to work. So I was like, Oh, I've got to have the perfect business idea before I can ever try this thing. And that held me back for so long. You know, you're in a great position and, and anybody that's listening to this is in a good position because if you can just get that very first product out there, like absolutely ugly, the worst funnel, <laughs> you know, maybe not even a funnel done. Like if you can just launch that very first idea product service, just get the first one done. It doesn't matter if it sucks because you've got it finished. And that's the first hurdle. If you can just get past that, everything You're starts set. to become easier, right? Like you just got to do that first one. So that's, that's like a huge takeaway. Like if you were taking notes, like that's what I would write down. Just try and launch the first one and get it out there, even if it's not ready. It's, I mean, even if it's not ready, just getting something out there, it's going to get easier. Like Russell, he always says that his first, like, I don't know, 50 or something podcast episodes sucked. He, those are his, his words, not mine. Um, and just yeah, they, even... they did suck. I heard some of them. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't good like they are now, right? He, he struggled. And but yeah. that's good, right? Because you listen to that. And here's a really good trick that I tell all my podcasters. Everybody thinks that you want to be super polished and perfect before you launch. But a really good trick is if you actually start out and you're not very good, and then you improve over time, when somebody listens to your show, so let's say you, Catherine, it's probably a bad example because yeah. you're already really good, but let's mm, say where you are right that's now, debatable. then in the future, right, you get better and better and better and better. If somebody sees you in two years time and they're like, oh, like, I can't launch a successful business. I can't do a million dollars like <laughs> Catherine. Like she's 17 or I, can't, I don't even know how they're about like, like she's that old and she's done that, but like I could never do it. But then if they listen to your very first episode where you're not as good as you were then, right? Like at the next level, 
they can see that you started from the same place as them and they're able to follow along and it's more relatable and they can see and they can actually follow that journey. So it's actually a really good idea to start a podcast when you're not ready. Because when you're not ready and you're talking about like, hey, like I haven't got this figured out yet. Like we haven't launched. I think it's going to be this. It's really, really powerful. I actually did a podcast and you'll laugh at this, Catherine. I did a <laughs> podcast episode um, when I got the first idea to create the Podcast Profit Lab. And I remember I got this idea and somebody had just spoke to me on the phone and I pulled out my phone. I was like, oh my God, I've got to record this. And the, if you listen to the episode, it's called, um, I think I've been handed a million dollar business on a platter. And I literally talk about like, oh, somebody just told me about like podcasting and like, oh, that could be an amazing business. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess I'll try. Right. And that was the very first time I got the idea and I documented it. So people who come through, yeah. you know, eventually when we're a million or a $2 million business or wherever we end up going to, they'll be able to listen to that original podcast and be like, oh my God, he got this idea like two years ago. That's not even that long ago. And like he was just yeah. figuring it out. And that makes it really, really relatable. So it's a great idea to start now. And like, don't be scared to talk about the stuff that goes wrong as well as the things that go right. Like if you super, super vulnerably just say like, oh, you know what? I was trying to get this thing launched and this went wrong and that went wrong and mm. there's a hurricane and this. And like, and if you just share the reality, then people resonate with it. They really like that. You know, being transparent is super awesome. Yeah, I think even it makes it seeing people like you that have done such amazing things, it makes it seem like it's so much more of like a tangible thing that you can do even. Um, this is kind of off topic, but it's funny. Um, so like you talked about your million Id dollar idea on a platter, my friend, um, I'm teaching her funnels right now. She's kind of like one of my beta people for my course. Um, she, I was talking to her and she's like, oh my gosh, I have this idea. And she was going insane. And it turns out her idea was basically click funnels. And I was like, I think that's click funnels, Brooke. She's like, no, no, no. But what if you did this? And I was like, that's funnel flicks. <laughs> but I think even just thinking of the ideas, it's going to help you build it to eventually where you can have, like you said, a million dollar idea on a platter. Yeah. And, and even if it doesn't end up there, like what would have been really cool and, and like I would encourage you guys to do this is that moment where you guys are like talking about it and you get excited, like just pull out your phone, hit the voice recorder and like just record it because like, <laughs> oh my God, I just had this crazy idea and this is what we're thinking and oh, it could be this, this and that. Like those are really great moments to capture because like even if it never sees the light of day, if you've got it docu documented, it's really fun to look back on those moments. You know, I always say to people like imagine if in 50 years time, my grandkids can listen to my life <laughs> through a podcast, right? It's probably like VHS now, like, ah, dad, no one uh, listens to VHS who anymore. Who uses like, what, that anymore? What's a, what's a VHS? What's a tape player, right? What's a CD? So, but like the cool thing about it is you're, you're actually putting it out there, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Even like just putting yourself out there is going to help so much, even just publishing things, it's A, going to make it easier for you as you go along. B, it's going to make it easier for other people. And you're just getting your message out there. I know, like, the whole point of this is pretty much to help people. And Ayala, um, she talked about how someone told her that when she was really not wanting to do Facebook Lives and things like that, well, what if you knew you were going to change one person's life? Because then if you're getting your message out there, you're going to make some sort of impact. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing that's really cool is that like that thing that you just said, like I L it said this, like you learned that 
because you interviewed her. So imagine all of the different interviews that you do and the people that you meet and the lessons you learn from them and the connections you build and all of the things that, that become like you actually are learning as you go through this process. Like I have a really good friend, his name's um, Heath Armstrong and Mm -hmm. he used to be very, very miserable. He was not a happy dude. He was a bricklayer and uh, he used to come home and he'd get drunk every night and he'd black out and all sorts of bad stuff. And what was really interesting is that he actually went out and he started a podcast. He didn't have any listeners, but he just interviewed really cool, creative people, entrepreneurs, yeah. business owners. And he interviewed over a hundred people. And at the end of that, hey. he actually completely changed his life. He was a completely different person. He'd learned a bunch. And um, now he lives on like the other side of the country, like where it's always green. He goes out all the time. He runs an online Amazon business but he's so happy and he learned so much just through the power of being a reporter. And Russell talks about this to become an expert. One of the best things you can do is go and interview people who know about the topic that you want to be an expert in and being the reporter and learning all about that is the best way that you can not only gain influence, but you can learn a bunch at the same time as well. I think even talking to people that have done things like, things that I've wanted to accomplish. Like you've started your podcast and so many other people I've talked to, I've kind of wanted to model in a couple of years. I think that's helped me so much, even just seeing how many people have accomplished what I wanted to. Like even, um, I was talking to Caleb Maddox and Unlock the Secrets and I was like, wow, like I could totally do this. And I think it makes it seem so much more real almost, I guess. Well, if you can follow somebody that's walked that path, that's awesome because like you can see it's possible. Shout out Caleb Maddox, by the way, like let's tag him on this and make sure he comes on the show because like he should be here, (laughs) right? Like that'll be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I think just seeing people and I know it doesn't have to be perfect, but I think that's almost kind of what I want to do starting my podcast and my course and hopefully getting my award, I think. In what I'd be 16 is what I'm shooting for, I think. Which is um, awesome, right? Think about how much change and how much impact you can have being able to accomplish that so young. And what's even cooler is even if you don't do that, you're still enjoying the process, right? Like one of the biggest things that I've made a shift to in my business is that I'm making sure that the business I build is something that I love doing. Like if I can have excitement and energy to show up for my work day, do you know what? If I make a million dollars, great, but you know, the money isn't going to change my life. But if I can just hang out with cool people on a podcast and I can shoot a couple of emails and we can make some money, but more importantly, I can help people change their lives. Like that feels awesome. So that's, that's cool, right? Like imagine doing that. Yeah. For That'd be amazing. I think even um, people talk about instead of passive income, passive impact. And I feel like, I know I talked to Robbie about this. Um, no, I think it was Parker. Um, you can't really, you need to be able to help other people. But at the same time, if you aren't creating a successful company, you can't really go help other people. Um, yeah. That makes so much sense, right? Like if you, if you aren't able to um, get your message out in front of more people, then you're only going to be able to help the people that you're surrounded by. You know, I used to make a joke. I used to say, you know, you're only ever going to fall in love with somebody 
that is in a 30 mile radius of you, right? Because your reach is only so far, like you can only reach so many people, but like with a business, it's the same thing. If you're small, you can only reach a few people, but if you start to make money and you can reinvest that, you can reach millions, right? It's insane. Even, um, it's like, there's so many people like I've known, my mom has her yoga studio that she owns. Um, There's a lot of other people that own yoga studios and they're like, oh, I just want to help everybody. I want to give everything away for free and we're going to help every person ever. And I think that's awesome like that you want to go help other people. But at the same time, if you never, there has to be some sort of business aspect because you, I think it's awesome that people like want to go help other people, but um, you can't really reach people if you don't have a business model. Yeah. How do you maintain it? How do you grow it? Like it costs money to reach people, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't realize that and that's what tanks a lot of businesses, just not retaining that idea. It's huge, right? Yeah. Okay. So I know you have your background in podcasting or background of this company. Um, and I think that's so cool because you talk about even in the podcast lab about how it's podcasting is such a good way to spread your message. Um, how sort of why do you think it's such a good way to spread your message and how could younger people kind of implement that? I think what's really fun about podcasting is, Catherine, you might know this. Have you ever got in front of a camera to try and record a video and you just got so terrified that you just never even took the video in the first place? Or maybe you recorded a video, but you didn't want to post it because you're like, oh, like, oh, freak out. Like, I don't know. know. Right? It happens all the time. And when you look at any medium and you look at any way that you create content, for a lot of people, there's a lot of barriers, right? There's things that stop them. There's things that get in the way. And what I really love about podcasting is it's so informal. And like, to give you an example, I will make mistakes in my podcast episodes and people love that more than the content. Like Gina came in the other day while I was doing a podcast interview. She like knocked over a chair, banged in the background. We both started laughing. And like it makes it like real. Like it's a real like, hey, guess what? This isn't perfect. Like we're human beings. And what's cool about that is like all of those things that happen, people really like. And you know, if that happened in a video or if that happened somewhere else, then people be like, can you imagine like the cat walks across the keyboard as you're writing a blog post, people wouldn't like that. They'd be mad, right? Or like the same in a video. Imagine like it got knocked over. They'd be like, oh, boring. Let's watch over. But with a <laughs> podcast, people really enjoy the content. So what I like about it is that there's that fact of it's less resistance. It's easier to do. And like most people have everything they need. Like you can start off with just a microphone in your phone and the voice recorder app. And you can just go on Zoom, a free tool, and you can go and interview people. And what I love about it is it's very easy to get started. Um, But also, you know, the power of podcasting is in the relationships you build. Like, unlike YouTube, unlike Facebook and different things like that, your primary way that you're going to grow is through speaking to other people. Mm -hmm. So if you have an idea, and let's say, for example, you said, okay, I want to make a business in the balloon animal world. Let's just say that, for example, right? Maybe you are some, you know, love magic, love clowns. For the win. Right? That would be awesome. So, like, let's say you want to do that. Well, who are the top people in the world that do it? Who are other people that do it? Who are influencers? Like, you can go find those people. You can interview them. You can ask them about it and, like, learn a bunch about it. But what I think is really fun is that you don't have to be good at podcasting to have a good podcast. Like you can go and speak to somebody else as long as they don't suck. 
your podcast is probably going to be okay, right? So you can start <laughs> off and even if you're not great, you can go find other people to make your podcast really good until you've done it and you've practiced and then it gets better and better and better. And then eventually, maybe one day or maybe really soon if you're good, you can do your own episodes, right? So you can actually leverage other people to make your content for you, which is great, right? Like, hey, yeah, I don't have to do it myself and get other people to do it. Sweet. We love that. You <laughs> Even podcasting is such a good way, like you said, relationships to reach your dream 100 or for people that don't know what that is, that's just kind of a list of 100 people that you really want to work with who kind of embody what you want to be. Um, I think it's just even such a good way just to talk to people. Like it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the dream 100 is really powerful because like imagine, you know, Catherine, you're getting started. Imagine you create a course, right? It's this awesome course and you want to go and sell that course. So you could either go and run ads yourself or grow an email list or, you know, find people to get your message in front. Or, you know, you could do an interview with somebody like me somebody that already has an audience. I have a lot of like parents in my audience who have kids Woo. who want to be entrepreneurs. And you could say, hey, Jamie, I've got this great online course. Remember how much fun we had on the podcast? We should sell my course to the parents in your network. Why? Because it's a new product. It's not something that you're currently selling. And not only can you make money, but I can make money as well. So you can almost like split the money and you don't have to go and spend ads because I've already got the audience. If you imagine like, imagine I've got all of these customers that are already there and are already buying, you're just stepping in front of them. And a podcast is one of the easiest ways to do that because it's really authentic, right? You can just make friends, yeah. you can connect with people. And then it's like, hey, if I've got something that both of us can benefit from and both of us can make money Damn. and it helps your audience, why would you not do it, right? Exactly. It's, it's logic. Even um, podcasting is such a good way to build. I think we kind of already touched on this a little bit, just building relationships with people that help you and you help them. Like you're both going to be growing, even like learning things from each other. I think that's really, really important. <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. I mean, and like, I mean, especially um, when, you know, you're younger, what's really cool, and I'm really envious of this, is that when you're young, you can learn stuff a lot faster. Like when you're old like me, like it, it's hard to learn new stuff as quickly. And like, you know, and there's probably older people that are coming to your podcast, but I think I might be the oldest one so far, but there you go. But like the older you get, the harder it is to learn stuff. So what I loved, and especially at Unlock the Secrets, you know, meeting you and a bunch of different people was that you guys that are younger, like what Russell teaches and what people teach you about making money online, you get it so quick. Like you pick it up so, so fast, which is absolutely incredible. Like, oh my God. So if you can go out there and interview these people and you can learn a bunch now while you're younger, even if you never do anything else with the podcast, like that's just a way that you're being able to access these high level people. Like for example, Catherine, like I don't, I don't know if in my life I would ever have an excuse or a reason to speak to someone that uh, had earned a billion dollars, right? Can you ever imagine a situation where you would go and chat to a billionaire and he would give you free advice for an hour? Well, maybe if he's kind, but like, I managed to interview one on my podcast, right? And I got his advice on what he did to build all of his stuff, right? And he yeah. gave me that advice for free through my podcast. So, you know, you can get access to literally all of these people, people who've won two comma club awards, people who've done $10 million, people who've done all of this. And you can ask them for 30 minutes to an hour, hey, dude, what do you do to What's make that? all that cheddar 
And how do I do it too? And like, that's really awesome. Cause like, you're just getting that advice on how to make money from the people that make money. Like this isn't you listening to some boring old dusty professor in a college who's earned $40,000 his whole life telling you you need to build a business this way. This is the real people on the front lines who are making millions of dollars and you get direct access to ask them any question you want and to learn from them. Now that is crazy, right? It's the best. Um, I know I was even talking to somebody who got their two comma club X or for people that don't know what that is, that's the 10 million and then two comma club is the one million. I'm just clearing that up because I was really confused when I first heard what that was. And I think it was so cool just to be able, um, I haven't done my interview yet, but I think it was really cool just to even have people like that say yes is something that even it boosts you. And it's like, oh, well, I did this. Now I can go talk to people more. And it's yeah, it gives you the confidence, Easy. right? And and also, it's not just confidence, but people don't necessarily realize this, but there's power in association. So if you have interviewed 10 people who've earned a million dollars, and maybe a couple of people have earned more than that, then people start to at least a little bit associate you with those people, right? Even if you are just interviewing them and asking them questions, they associate you in those same circles. So it's really powerful to build your influence as well. Yeah, even there's, I forget where it's from, but there's this quote I heard and it's, you're an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I think that's really important because some people will be like, oh, well, I'll be fine anyways. But if you really are an average of your five closest people. It's huge, right? And so if you can surround yourself with highly successful people that are doing amazing things, then you start to change as a person for the better. Your identity shifts and you start to become this different person that, you know, and it, and it can be really amazing. It's honestly so cool because you can even learn so much. And I know, um, like we talked about a little bit earlier, I think it's really good just because you learn so many different things that you wouldn't be able to access otherwise. Like even, like you were talking about the professor, school isn't really built for entrepreneurs where you'd go interview people that have made like multi-million dollars. And I think it's so cool because you can get so many resources you wouldn't otherwise have. Do you know what's even cooler? It's not just interviewing these guys that have earned millions of dollars. Like you genuinely become friends with them. Like I never imagined like in my wildest dreams that I could say- right? That I could say, yes, I'm friends with over 20 millionaires and I chat with them regularly and they're my buddies. Like yeah. what in, in what world would that ever? And you know, for me, like I grew up, like my parents weren't poor, but they were like not super wealthy. And like, that was just never something on the cards. But like, if you said that to people that you're just friends with and be like, yeah, like so, some of my friends are like super wealthy and they're self-made entrepreneurs and a bunch of my friends are this way. Like, it's not, it's not only kind of cool, but like, you're actually surrounding yourself by successful people. Like my friends are super successful people. And what that does is it helps you grow massively as a person. Cause one thing I found as well is like, and I don't know if, um, if everybody has this belief, but when I was, um, growing up, I was taught the belief that wealthy people were extremely rude, not very kind and generally horrible people. And the reality is that almost every single person that I know that's made a lot of money online is the most generous and kind and giving people with both their time, their energy and everything that I've ever met. 
And it completely blew me away because I'd always grown up with this expectation that they were way different. And that's just awesome to be surrounded by people that are so kind and generous. Like that rocks. Even I think it's so cool, the community that we're part of. Everyone is so open to helping other people. Like everybody just talks and gives ideas and it's not like, oh, well here it's in my course. You can go buy that and then I'll tell you. But everybody's just open and honest and giving and it's great. Even just like sitting down the networking that happens is insane. And like, and here's a really cool tip for people as well, is that there's no science that backs this up, but the more goodwill that you give out to your audience, usually the more money you make. So if you are constantly giving huge value for free to people, you generally will make more money on the back end. It's, it's fun. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Even just not being focused so much on making the sale and providing more value, even like Russell always says to over deliver, um, it always makes people feel so much more connected to you and your company. And that's honestly probably going to make you a lot more sales than trying to have a scammy pitch. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, and it's honest and authentic, right? Yeah. I think that's just, it changes everything. Um, so I know that you went to unlock the secrets and you met a lot of kids who were thinking about companies or just learning about entrepreneurship. Um, what are your thoughts on kids starting businesses and companies? I think it's great. One of the biggest things that I've learned is that entrepreneurship is the fastest and most powerful personal development tool that you can actually create. And I know that a lot of parents are sometimes a little bit wary, mm. a little bit scared, like, you know, because they maybe see what's happened to some, you know, like they might look at child stars, right? Like people like, I don't know, Macaulay Culkin, right? Young kid, actor who ended up becoming really famous, had a lot of money, and then things went really bad in his life because of that. So you can understand why parents might be protective, right? They want to protect oh, yeah. you guys. But also at the same point, I think what most people don't realize is that when you are a self-made entrepreneur, you have to learn a lot of really, really hard lessons. And guys, like I'm, I'm not going to kid you on this. It's tough. Like It's one of the hardest things in the world to be an entrepreneur and to run your own business. But going through that journey and that battle actually helps you to be a stronger human being. It helps you to have more kind of resilience. And I, always, I, I remember seeing this really cool picture um, one time, and I guess it's not a cool picture, but like it, it demonstrated a point. There was a picture of this kind of um, wolf cub, like a really small wolf that was kind of weak and it had one arrow in it and it had like the crossed eyes where they're like dead, right? It's like, okay, one arrow, dead puppy, not the nicest image. But then there was a second picture next to it where there was this big, tough, like looking wolf. And he had like nine arrows in his back, but he was still standing strong. And the point of the picture was to demonstrate that if you are, you know, new and you're beginning, sometimes it feels like just one thing can knock you out. But being an entrepreneur and growing, you gain all of this experience. You have these losses and these wins and these failures, and they get more and more and more to the point where you can have like six, seven, eight, nine L's in your life and keep losing and you can still keep moving forward. Like, you know, almost every single week I try something and I fail. 
Now, most people, if they were brand new, they fail once, they give up. But because I've built that resilience from trying again and again and again, I can take failures and I can keep going. And it's the same for a lot of entrepreneurs. So for me, like I think kids, I think all kids should be, or at least try to be entrepreneurs because it can teach you some really powerful lessons in resilience, never giving up and just perseverance. And if you can honestly, like of all the things you could learn, if you could just learn that failure is a good thing, And if you can learn to try things and being open to failure and basically detaching yourself from the outcome. So it doesn't matter if this wins or it loses, I'm still going to do it anyway. Like crazy stuff will happen in your life. It's insane. Even starting a business as a kid, you don't have the risk because you, it's not like you're going to lose your house. It's not like you're going to lose your car. And even entrepreneurship people think that you have to take a big risk but it's actually basically less when you think about it it's there's less risk than a traditional job because you can if you aren't providing value in a traditional job you could be replaced or and on you're stuck like you're fixed but in entrepreneurship you can continue to grow and it's yours well even more than that think about how many people will be not willing to spend a hundred dollars on something like the one funnel away challenge, right? Like, Oh, I can't spend a hundred dollars when I'm 17 on trying to run my own business, but they will happily spend 50, a hundred, $150,000 in debt on college. Why? Like risk it, like put, you know, what, what, Go what's the it. worst that could happen? Like what you lose two weekends of like, fun stuff that you could have done worth the hundred bucks. Like maybe you don't get the brand new iPhone and maybe you invest in your personal development instead. Like even if it doesn't pay off straight away, it will in the long game and you can have a lot of fun doing that as well. Oh yeah. Even like people really don't want to take that risk, but it's the best thing that you can do. Honestly, just trying to start your own company because even if it doesn't work, you're going to be learning so many more things that are going to help you provide value later in life. And it's just insane because school even like society has this path for success, quote unquote. Um, But they think you should go on going through school and college, but it's really, you probably aren't going to be that as successful as you could have been as an entrepreneur. Absolutely not. And, you know, I'm a big believer that the education system is designed to create workers, not to create entrepreneurs, right? You know, it's not designed that way on purpose. So it's really important that people realize very, very early on, like there's a reason that they don't teach personal finance in school. There's a reason they don't teach you about credit cards. There's a reason they don't teach you about managing money. There's a reason they don't teach you about budgeting, right? They don't want you to be prepared to be successful. They want you to get into debt. They want you to be stuck in a job. They want you to be committed to doing what you've been told to do. And entrepreneurs, they think differently. They break out of the mold and they say, I'm not going to live by your rules. I'm going to do things the way I want to do them. And I'm going to actually live a life that I want to live. And I'm going to create the life for myself that I want to do. Even if you think about it from now compared to the last hundred years, pretty much everything's changed, right? Even right now, the world is changing so much more to internet marketing, that kind of stuff. School the school system's pretty much been the same for the past like hundred years. Well, the world around us and everything, even the jobs and opportunities have changed drastically and they aren't preparing you. It's like you're giving two people the same tools, training and instructions 
to build a boat in a car. Like one of them's not going to work. <laughs> let's hope it's not the boat in the ocean, right? Oof, let's hope not. It's just, I don't know. I think it's kind of insane because if everything else in the world is adapting, why isn't the training for the world adapting? You know, and, and, and some of the answers can be um, that they don't want to. And some of the answers yeah. is maybe they don't know how, right? So it's up to us and it's up to people in these entrepreneur positions to actually go out and to educate the world and, you know, to help people. And, and that's why I love that you're doing this podcast because you're actually going out and you're actively trying to help educate people learning at the same time, but helping your audience saying, look, I'm learning this with you. Like, let me share what I'm learning so that you can learn too. And, and I think that's really awesome. I think even the beginning is probably going to suck compared to later, but I think just getting things out there to help other people is the whole, that's the name of the game. Like you just need to go help other people. Cause if that's not why you're doing it, then there's no point in taking the labor and like all of the hardships to try and build a company. Why you're doing it doesn't matter. Yeah, for me, the, the biggest thing is asking yourself, well, what do I want my life to look like? And, you know, I did a really great exercise a couple of weeks ago, and it was all about creating my perfect day. Now, Catherine, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but did you ever sit back and say, if I could design my day and money was not an object, and I just wanted to design my perfect average day, what would it look like? Well, what would you do? What would you wake up next to? What would you do with your day? What would you do with your time? Would you have a business? What would you do in your business, right? If money wasn't a, a, an option, what would you do to fill your time and what would make you happy? And if you can start to think about that, and I always encourage people when they do this exercise, don't think about, you know, 10 years time. Forget about the perfect day in 10 years time. Nobody can know what that looks like. But Nobody what would cares. your perfect time, what would your perfect average day, not like the day you walk on stage to take your two comic club award, we're talking about an average day. What would your average day look like in 12 or 18 months time, right? What would that be? And once you write it down and once you figure out what that average day is going to look like, you can start to look, you know, and I read mine every single morning and I, and I go into great detail. Like I spent about six hours writing this to the point where I describe everything from the smell of the flowers in the hallway to the fresh laundry, to what the taste of my food was like, to the sound I can hear when I wake up. I include all the senses. It's about 20 pages long, just going through my take by take on all of the mundane and boring things that I might do in a given day. And once I got that down, and I was like, okay, this is what my perfect day looks like. I could then look at my now actual day and say, well, where do I need to change? How do I get to that perfect day? And one of the biggest things that I found was it was all about, well, if I want to create a business, who do I want to be working with? You know, who are my dream customers? That it's not about the people that are going to give me the most money. It's about who do I actually want to hang out with and sit on a call with and chat with and help them, right? Who are those yeah. people? I always say to people like picture, imagine you were like locked in a gymnasium with these people for seven to 14 days you couldn't get out. Like, who would you want to be surrounded by? Well, you know, a lot of people say, I would like to sell to dentists. Well, would you like to be trapped in a gymnasium for 14 days with a dentist? Probably not, teeth. right? Well, yeah, you'd have good teeth, right? But like, if, but some people will say, oh man, I would love to hang out with those people. And that's great. That's their dream customer. Go for it. But like, think about like, who would you want to spend all of your time with in a situation like that? 
And that's usually your dream customer. So all you got to do is find out if that's my dream customer, what problems what do, they need? do they have and how can I help them? Right. And it's as simple as that. And once you can break it down and go from there, you know, you can go through the process of what Russell teaches to create an offer, to be able to use a hook to grab them, to tell a story, to get them to buy. But the first thing that most people miss is, well, who do I actually want to be surrounding myself with? And what am I, what am I building a business for? Because let me tell you, like a million dollars does not make people happy. Mm-mm. But if they can have a business and a life that they love and they love doing it every single day, that can make you happy, right? And like money yeah. is great. Like it's a scoreboard. You can buy nice stuff with it. But after a certain point, money doesn't make you any happier. But if you can go and create that life, you know, mine is like in a nice warm country. I can go to the beach in the morning. I don't have to worry. Go do some surfing, whatever it is. Like that's awesome. So figuring out what your perfect average mundane day looks like and then figuring out who are these dream customers that I actually want to be with all the time. Those are two huge critical things. If you figure that out, you can start to help moving your life towards it. Yeah. Even a lot of people think that once I have the money, I'll be happy, but the happiness is kind of what brings success. If you're not enjoying what you're doing and who you're being around, you're not going to love doing it. And then you're not going to work as hard to be successful. Yeah, you got to love the process, right? Like, you know, um, a lot of people say, like, if the goal is to make a million or a billion or have a many dollars, like, forget the goal, enjoy the process. Like, if you enjoy, you know, trying to make money and building products and going live and talking to people and coaching, like, if you can enjoy that, and like every single day, like right now, this, it's Friday, it's 7.55 p.m. I've been up since 5 a.m. Like I've been working all day. I've been nonstop on calls. I did a presentation for three hours this morning. I'm exhausted, right? I did a whole day like that yesterday as well. But I'm here hanging out with you on this podcast. Why am I doing that? Well, it's not because you paid me to. It's because I absolutely love hanging out with you because you're one of my dream customers, right? You come through my program, but I love hanging out with people just like you people who are passionate about making money and creating a life that they want to live by differently, right? Entrepreneurs. So this isn't work to me, right? Most people, can you imagine if you were at work and you've been working all week and you've got to work at 5 a.m., you didn't have a break all day and then you were still there at like 8 p.m. on a Friday, still doing work with a client. Like how mad would you be? But like, I love it. And that's important. You've got to love the process, right? I mean, if you don't love the process, there's no point in doing it, honestly. And here's the thing as well. If you ever find yourself in a position where you don't love the process, you have permission to change. If you create a business that you end up hating, it's okay to change it. If you hate the customers you're serving, it's okay to change them, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no point in doing it. Um, I know... At FHL this year, Funnel Hacking Live, for people that don't know what that FHL stands for, um, there are people talking about this concept of a born versus a learned entrepreneur. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's interesting because if I, if I think about who I am as a person, and it's hard for me to say whether you're born or learned because like, I don't know you, but from what I know about myself, I always had a desire to be entrepreneurial. I always wanted to create my own business. And Mm -hmm. whether that came from something in my environment or the way I was raised, maybe, but you know, there was just something inside of me, which drove me to want to do that. 
So I definitely think that you can be a born entrepreneur. Not everybody is, and you can definitely learn to be an entrepreneur, but I think it's just about what drives you, you know, and a lot of us might not be born to be entrepreneurial, but sometimes our environment will create a way that, that our belief changes, right? And we become that way. So yeah, I, I think it can be either for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that they think that you needed to always be an entrepreneur. And I feel like it's a really good thing to know that it can be a learned skill. Like that's what probably half the people I've met, they don't start out as entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of people don't think that it's possible to learn entrepreneurship and be successful. I can definitely say you definitely can. Like I learned to be an entrepreneur, right? I might've had that drive and desire to be, you know, a businessy kind of person, but like I had to learn it all. Like I went out yeah. and I was traveling around the world and I started off writing, you know, freelance and I started off really low level and then I learned and I gradually got better and better and better. And now, you know, I would consider myself a really, you know, pretty good marketer. And I understand marketing, but I didn't, I wasn't born that way. Like I had to learn that skill. Yeah. I think it's just such an important concept for people to grasp that that's something that is, you can learn it, you know? Yeah. And that whole mindset of like, I can become that way. You know, the only thing that will hold you back is your own mindset. If you can understand that if you, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. It's really, really powerful. If you think you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. If you think you can do it, you'll be able to do it. It's all about what you say to yourself, the story you tell yourself. I love that. I think that's such a good like nugget, I guess, to leave people thinking with for this episode. Um, just mindset is such a key point. So yeah. If you take nothing else away from it, like if you can just get into the right mindset that you are prepared to try with even if you don't succeed, just trying is going to get you, you know, a result that you won't even believe. So, yeah, I think honestly, just like if you get anything from this, even if you don't take away anything else, whatever mindset is the, I guess, key thing of any business. If you can't have mindset, you can't have company, I guess. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, Honestly, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so fun to be able to talk to you again. Really I, I've had a great time. Did you have fun? Was this cool? Yeah, this was really hopefully, fun. Actually. Hopefully people like it. I don't know. We're going to hope. We're going to see if this whole thing, this whole podcast thing works. We'll find out later, I guess. We're going to figure that out. It's going to be great. Don't worry. This is an <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, we're going to hope that people think the same as you. Um, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of The Right Podcast. And be sure to tune in next time. Bam. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Bright Podcast. Here at Bright, we appreciate all of you and your feedback. So please leave us a rating or review below. To learn more about turning ideas into profitable companies, check out our course launching fall 2020.